The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are bringing your soul up today. Today I'm talking about why you need faith for your career. I know faith and working don't usually go hand in hand. I know that faith is usually something that we reserve for going to church or for our prayer time. Maybe we take it into our daily affairs, but I've got to be honest. Most people I talk to, their faith is in its own little compartment, and that's a problem. Their faith is, is, is shrouded in this um, only for that category. And I'm going to tell you today, and I'm going to describe why, and I'm going to talk all about it and welcome your calls as always why faith is important for you in your career. And the truth of the matter is this. If you don't infuse faith, not only in your career, but in your everyday life, then it remains this thing outside of you. And frankly, that's not what faith is all about. Faith is about having this sense of life and possibility that is always coming from a divine place, always coming from the miracle-making place. Now, if you're like most people, you haven't really been taught this too much because faith seems to come from the Bible or from some other place with that or something that we have to have, like we have to have... Uh, I don't know, water in the, uh, in our day, or we have to have, uh, gas in our car. It seems like something that has to be an ingredient and it's not an ingredient. It is the thing. It is the thing that makes your life what your creator intended for you. My slogan and the name of this show is bring your soul to work. Why? Because your soul's energy, that unspeakable, unflinching, unchanging sense of you is the best part of you. And when you have faith in yourself, in your own expression of yourself and in your life, then you can truly be walking the path you were meant to you were meant to to walk you know your soul really is that person who is looking outside from your eyes the 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 self that is looking out into the world is the same self that was looking outside into the world at the age of 12 2 32 42, 52, 62, 72, 82, 92, 102, et cetera. 
that same sense of self. You know, when you get a little bit older, you're like, oh, I still feel like I'm 27. Oh, I still feel like I'm a youngster. Or some people who I end up working with have gotten so lost with who they truly are that their sense of self is shrunk down. And what happens when your soul shrunk down is that your faith usually measures that. Your faith is usually a direct corollary between how big your soul is. And I know a lot of women I've worked with in my kick-ass workshop, a lot of women I've helped elevate their careers, a lot of women I've helped make more money in their careers, achieve a higher level of status and influence in their careers, have become better mothers, partners to their spouse, sisters, daughters, friends. Their entire life gets shifted because the work I do as a transformational coach is not just get a job. If I did that without the soul coming back to life, it wouldn't last. Sort of like, I don't know, putting a Band-Aid on a deep wound that needs some stitches. It's like trying to run a marathon on a broken ankle. These things don't go well. More injury ensues. More disaster. So when your soul is not at a level of you feeling awesome, you can't possibly have a level of faith that is going to allow you to enjoy your life unfolding. It's impossible. You have to have a soul vibration that feels awesome and good. That is necessary for you to have faith. Now, you might be listening to me and thinking, well, Mo, don't I have to have faith to bring my soul back? No. What you have to have are some good techniques. What you have to have is an understanding of how your soul comes back to life, which is getting reacquainted with who you are at a deep level. Going from insecurity and maybe some unworthiness, perhaps a little bit of despair, or perhaps you're hanging out in anger. I have a dear client who's in my workshop right now. Um, when she and I had our clarity call several months ago, she was rather angry. She was so angry that there was no way that she could cover it up anymore. I'm sure that her daughter felt it every day, and I'm sure her husband felt it every day. And she was living in this state for such a while that she almost didn't realize who she had become. Not only had she lost faith in life after got, getting fired three times in a row, but she had also lost touch with the better parts of herself. And the only place that she could find to connect to herself and others was through anger. This happens more times than we want to think about, maybe. It is a silent death. It is internal poisoning. And we might look at this person and say, well, your circumstances, I understand. And clearly, 
getting fired three times in a row is, is quite upsetting. But where she was coming from and where she was living and hanging out, the out of touch that she was with her soul was actually the cause of why her life wasn't going in the right direction. But you know, she like thousands and probably millions of human beings on this planet didn't understand what the true answer to that was. Most people think the true answer to that is to work harder, try to be better, try to be more obedient or more fitting into the mold. And when you're angry, you can't fit into any mold. When you're angry, you're rebellious. When you're angry, you want to be seen as the awesome person that you are, but everything on the outside world looks like a villain. Everything on the outside world, when you're angry, is something that's going to stimulate more anger. It's a vicious cycle. And she was certain that nothing would work to get her on track. And after talking with her for probably about 10 or 15 minutes into the call, I realized how awesome she is underneath all that. How smart, talented, experienced. She had lost touch with that. So did each of her last employers. Because here she was living in this field of anger. So she's going to get anger back and she's going to isolate herself and others. And that's what had happened. So after diving into her soul, which wasn't necessarily the most pleasant thing for her, because all she wanted to do was to be angry, to protect herself. That's what anger really is. It's a self-protection mechanism. And she trusted me and my coaching team enough that she allowed us to show her how to see her soul again. And after a few weeks, she began to bring herself back just a little bit, enough to get a contract job and feel that she was contributing in the workplace and maybe there was some hope for her. But she was nervous and scared that even that contract job would end up in the bad way. So we had to coach her through that, coach her through. Sometimes our clients borrow our confidence. Sometimes they borrow our faith. And that's okay. I got plenty to give around. But she needed ultimately to have her own. And after a week or two in that new contract job, which was paying her quite handsomely, they offered her a full-time opportunity at a really nice increase in pay. She went from being fired three times to making $30,000 more than she's ever made. That's a nice addition to the family household income. It's a nice addition to the hobby that her daughter has of, of riding horses. It's a nice addition to confirming for her that life has more for her. She just needed to step into her soul and have some faith that she was worth it to have some faith that she was good and talented and worthy of contributing in a company and a team again. She had to have the faith coming from inside out. That level of faith, I got to tell you, is something uncommon. But she got it. She found it. 
the techniques that we use in our kick-ass workshop to bring your soul back to life are sort of unique. And so many women, when they dive into that first piece of the workshop, they're looking at the paper that uh, they're worked through and, oh, this isn't me. This, I don't know. I, I don't know who this person is. But through the coaching, we're able to show them exactly this is who you are. Oh, right, that and that. Oh, right, yes, I guess so. Oh. And as we help them weave together what seems like these foreign pieces of who they truly are, you can literally see that person come alive as if they were given an internal light. Their face changes. You can see their heart and soul just lifted right up. That feels good. Gratifying. It brings a sense of internal joy that many of the people we work with haven't felt in a long time. Because they've been busy working. They've been busy with their obligations. They've been busy being who everyone else in their lives have expected them to be. And when you live that way, when you live from the outside world in, hmm, burnout. Because all the energy is outside. The effort, the work. I need to be this way for that person, this way for my boss. I need to be this way for my kids. I need to be this way for my husband. I'm being this way and this way and this way and this way. I don't know who I am. So the soul and the true self gets lost. And that is like a big energy drain. It's like someone had popped the balloon and all of the air gets deflated out and the balloon is just this shriveled piece of rubber or plastic, whatever balloons are made of. That's what our soul sometimes looks like. And if you're finding a difficult place to find faith, it's it's likely that it's because your soul is shrunk down. If you're finding yourself settling, if you're finding yourself being mistreated and having to bargain for every 2% raise, if you're finding yourself job after job being in the same level of job and not really moving ahead, if you're finding yourself there, I'm pretty sure your soul has shrunk down. I'm pretty sure you're not showing up as the most divine, awesome you. It's super, super common. It's super common for the soul to be beaten down by the outside world when we don't have the techniques and the strategies and the help to build the soul back up or to keep it inflated it gets deflated by the outside world. This human existence we have is a challenge for us because we must maintain the care and the keeping of our soul. It's one of the most important ingredients in living a human life. But yet we spend so much time brushing our teeth, making our bed, all important things, eating our food, rushing off to work. We're doing all this stuff that we're told to do all this stuff to meet our obligations. But what's happening is that inner 
version of us that is really the us hasn't been maintained. What would you do if you didn't brush your teeth? They'd soon Same thing with your soul and then your faith because they do go hand in hand. Your soul needs more maintenance than your teeth. You're visiting the dentist twice a year, perhaps, to get your dental cleanings. Maybe you're even flossing. Good things to do for the teeth. If you spent the minutes brushing your teeth on brushing your soul, things would go a lot better. They would. You would have an inner sense of brightness that you're looking for in your teeth. You would feel that refreshing, clean feeling from within that you feel in your teeth. When you maintain your soul, you have faith basically where it's supposed to be. And that is from within. When you have faith that your divine creator has ordained for you, you interview better, you step up into a promotional opportunity, you ask for raises with more confidence, you talk to colleagues and coworkers more effectively, you contribute in meetings better, you handle life better. One of our clients currently uh, spent, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes on the coaching call on Tuesday night. We have different coaching calls during the week in our workshop. And uh, she went on and on about how great her life is now. She went on and on about it. It was awesome. She had been shriveled up and living her life exactly to what other people expected of her. And she had lost her job a couple of times. And she's talented, you can tell. She cares about doing a good job, you can tell that too. But she had gone off track with who she truly is. She had gotten off track with her true power. So what happens when we get off track with our true soul power and we lose faith? We're efforting, 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 efforting. Everything is much more work. Everything's a grind. That living is going to do damage. After the soul deflates, after the faith has gotten shrunk down so small, the body starts to respond because it doesn't do well without a bright soul either. And depending on your DNA makeup and your genetic heritage, you may get GI issues. You may get hair loss. You may have sleepless nights. You may have high blood pressure. You may gain weight. I described this for my ladies on Tuesday night about how having an overabundance of stress actually will cause you to gain weight. Physiologically, it's very simple. So when you're under stress and strain and hustle and grind, there is nothing going the right way. 
And what we've typically found with the women who we work with is that they have begun to isolate themselves from the people who they live with first. I don't want to talk to my kids or my husband about this anymore. No, I don't want to bring them down with me. Meanwhile, you are bringing them down with you because you can't hide how you really feel. You can't hide what your soul's doing. I don't want to talk about it with them because it's just not good to do that. So they begin to isolate. First with the people they live with, then with friends, then with family. And there's all sorts of excuses that go along with that that are wrapped up into this practical, well, I'm just too tired. I'm just too busy. I've got a lot going on. And meanwhile, what happens? You collapse when you come home from work. You order in, you go out, kids are making dinner. You're too exhausted to help them with anything. And then life becomes a series of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wake up miserable, come home miserable, collapse on the couch, maybe drink too much wine, watch shows that you really don't care about, amble off to bed, social media surf, be full of worry and concern. That is a person living out of faith, completely out of faith. Because their soul has gotten deflated and their life has become effort and struggle and stress. And when the body starts to have that ramification, it's really difficult to overcome that. Because the body now is in charge. The body feels depleted, so it's putting you down on the couch. The body is getting tired. The body needs now medicine for high blood pressure and antidepressants and all of that sort of thing. Please do take them when your body is, is asking for it. I'm telling you this because your soul needs to come back to life to begin to nourish your inner self first, and then it begins to nourish the body. Some of my clients who've been in the workshop have unintentionally gotten rid of migraine headaches, skin rashes, GI problems they've had for years, anxiety. I have a woman who graduated from our workshop a couple of months ago. She said, no, I've been on anti-anxiety medication since I was a teenager. Not surprised. In the workshop, she learns how to bring her soul back to life. She learns who she really is. She gets rid of the shame and guilt around certain things that she was hiding from. All of a sudden, she feels awesome on the inside. She's able to land another top, top-level executive job. Really awesome stuff. She says, I don't know what to do with my extra time now. I don't have to go to doctor's appointments. I don't have to worry about where am I going to exert my, my anxiety and will I sleep at night? I mean, she used to spend her waking hours worried that she wasn't going to sleep at night. So she'd be worrying all day long about her sleep. Her life became a series of being obsessed about sleep and anxiety. That was the undercurrent of her life. All day long, having worry over her anxiety level, having worry over her sleep patterns. That's enough to tear the strongest person down. So getting her soul was so nourishing for her. It was so life-affirming. And guess what? Her faith jumped up. So having that level 
of resurrection on the inside is the best guarantee I can give anyone to get their career up as well. And frankly, just the opposite. If you're focusing on a new resume and a new LinkedIn profile, it's all important. But if that soul isn't getting taken care of, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to have the same pattern at that next job. You're going to have the same repeating problematic colleagues, boss, etc. You're going to have the same basic outcome, but here's the catch. Each time it gets a little bit harsher. Why is that, Mo? <laughs> because there's a classroom that you're in. The classroom is for you to learn how to take care of your soul and to bring your faith back up, but if the first bad boss didn't get your attention, well, the second bad boss is going to be just a little bit rougher and tougher. And it's just like your creator, the universe, the divine, whichever way you want to talk about it, is getting your attention to pay attention to the most important thing about you. Pay attention to you. Pay attention to the soulful self. Pay attention to the level of faith that you must have in order to live the life that you were intended to be living. If you do not maintain your soul, you will not have faith. And you will go to church, I don't care how many times, and you will say prayers and you will talk to God and you will do all of that from the head. You will be living fake faith. You will be acting as if you have faith. You will be talking as if you have faith, but you will not indeed embrace or have it inside of you. If your soul is depleted or dead, you can't manufacture faith out of that. It's impossible. You could have the most brilliant, beautiful car. If there's no gas in it, you're not going anywhere. And yet if you have the, a rundown car that looks like it should be on the junk heap, but you got good gas in there and the engine's running, whoo, you're going. The hustle and grind is going to drive you the wrong way. A soulful, beautiful inner self filled with the faith of your life and your life path is going to create for you miracles. In the second half of this show, we're going to talk about what indeed all of that does and how indeed it can create a wonderful career and job for you. We'll be right back. This is Coach Mo Fall. Find me at mofall.com. See you in a few. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And why don't you give me a call? I'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, or your experiences, or perhaps you might need some coaching today. Um, that telephone number again is 816-251-3555. And I'm happy to call, talk to you a little bit and see what I can do to help make your day a little bit more faithful, a little bit more soulful, a little bit more uplifting from the inside. Happy to do that if you give us a call. And 
I want to go back to where I left off on this whole topic of faith and your career and the beautiful, brilliant women who I've seen come alive because they have found their soul and they have practiced what it's like to bring their soul's vibration up and up and up. And again, when you do that, and it's a regular daily practice, life becomes completely different. I think on a previous episode here, I sang the row, row, row your boat, life is but a dream. And that sentiment is truly what happens when you bring your soul back to life. And when you have faith in yourself, faith in yourself is essential before you have faith in your creator. You cannot really have faith in your creator if you don't have it in yourself, because then you are disassociated and disconnected from your true source. Think about that for a second. You cannot have faith outside of you. You cannot. It's only a mental figment of your imagination. And that is not true faith. True faith is when you are internally knowing that you are wonderful and that life is wonderful and that your divine creator is laying out every day for you. Every day for you. And when you are disassociated from that, you will see every trial and tribulation as a victim. You will see every trial and tribulation as a testament that truly God wants me to be miserable. And if you become locked into settling for a lesser life and believing that that's what your creator wants for you, if you believe that you are victimized in life and you are victimized by your creator, you have gone way astray. Way, way astray. And I'm not blaming you. I just want you to think about coming back. I want you to grab a hold of how awesome you are at whatever level you can today. And know that your soul is wonderful and it is worthy of its own resurrection. Your soul is worthy of coming back to life. Your soul is the most unique expression that there was ever born. And you, my dear listener, are worthy of bringing that back to life. If you don't, you're going to be convinced that you're not worthy. And I know, because I understand human existence, I know that there have been plenty of people along your path who have actually been a mirror for you, letting you know that inside of you, you might have some unworthiness. I know that there have been people in your path who have given the mirror of being wrong, given you the mirror that you're not good enough. And perhaps what you did in response to that is worked harder. Perhaps what you did to that has been very vigilant on what other people expect of you and lived from that perspective. Each time draining the soul more and more. When you live life from the perspective of what others want from you, you are draining the best parts of you.
Now I can hear it already, but I have kids, but I have a boss, but I have a husband, but I have this obligation and that, and my church needs me and this and that. Oh, I get all that. I'm not saying don't do stuff like that in your life. But if you do it from a perspective of unworthiness, if you do it from a perspective of it's what I need to do to be liked, if you do it from a perspective of obligation, it's not coming from your soul. It's not coming from the truest sense of you. You must bring that true sense of you back to life. The care and maintenance of your soul is a daily activity. It is the most important thing that you can endeavor to do. It's why all my clients do it. I suggest to them if they're going to have an outcome in their job, in their career, they've got to bring their soul back to life. They've got to live from a different place of reference point. And that soul coming back to life guarantees that they're going to have greater faith in themselves and in their fellow humanity, which ultimately leads to total increase in faith and greater connection to source, divinity, etc. I'm just guessing you're a spiritual person because you're listening to Unity Radio. And if you're one of my wonderful clients or perhaps on my email list or maybe you just randomly have tuned in today, I'd like to make an impression upon you that your number one priority every single day is to take care of your soul. I actually take care of my soul before I brush my teeth in the morning. I take one glass of water and then I go take care of my soul. And then I take another glass of water. And then I go take care of my body. Exercise, walk, etc. Today I'm super excited because I'm back in the gym. Uh, if you've been listening to me or you know my, you know my uh, most recent history, I did uh, break my foot uh, three months ago actually. And I'm just now at the place where I can actually exercise again. I've been an exerciser for over 45 years. So um, exercising is a big part of my life. And it was always a great stress reliever for me. When I found the magic of maintaining and caring for my soul as a top priority, uh, exercise started to be number two for the day. Uh, Albeit, it's, it's a priority. But my soul is the top priority. And if I can't exercise in a particular day, whether it's a time thing or when my foot was broken, I absolutely did not neglect taking care of my soul. Now, my soul needs my body to be hanging out in. When our body gives up and moves aside from this planet Earth, uh, our soul does also. Our soul weighs nothing. It drifts off into the next sphere of existence. And that body is then left for decay, as we all know. While we're living, while our soul has a home, it's best to keep the maintenance of the body as well. But consider making it priority one for the soul and priority two for the body. Consider then an intentional day where you're going to express your soul throughout the day. How am I going to show up for this meeting? How open and lovely and, and, and generous am I going to be for this meeting and that phone call and this meeting? 
your soul being alive will guarantee you a better day. And when you take care of your soul, it will help you take care of your days. Without that, your days might seem long. Your nights are going to be long. When you take care of your soul, all else goes perfectly smooth. I had a woman in my workshop a little bit ago because I've known her for about two years now. She literally had a mental breakdown just the week before she joined my workshop. She was in a super demanding job. She was actually very good at it, award-winning. But she put it on herself that she had to work all these hours and be a certain way and like most people in the workforce, was fearful of her job if she didn't uh, pay attention to the great demands and live up to what the boss and the company culture was. If you're living every day in a job environment like that, I strongly consider, uh, first of all, for you to call us. We can help you sort out your career. And let me just give you that uh, information. It's mofall.com slash clarity will uh, lead you to a page where you can book a clarity call with either myself or my team of career breakthrough strategists. And we have a very, very specific way that we uh, work with you on that call to help open up and, and understand what's really going on in your career. And if we can help you, if the work I do in my workshop is the thing that is needed for what's going on, we'll certainly talk about that if there seems to be a good fit. But you know, not every time is there is there a good fit. Uh, sometimes um, it's just not the right time. Sometimes um, it may not be the fit. Um, sometimes it may be not what you're needed, not, what, not what's needed. But if you have education, expertise, and experience that is going underpaid or that you're being underappreciated or your career has basically stalled out and you haven't gotten a real promotion or raise in, a, in a, a while, let's just say really it should be two to three years. If it's been greater than five, uh, your career sort of has a problem. Um, if it's been greater than 10, so many women we work with, that's the, that's the truth of the matter. Um, you got a real problem with your career. Your career should be paying you increasingly over time. And if you're not growing in your career, it's a reflection of what's really going on at the soul level. I know that might sound a little harsh to folks who might not have the career that they really want, but that's the truth of the matter. If your career has not accelerated, it's because you, as a person, have not grown. And I know no one talks about this other than me, maybe. There's a few others, perhaps. But if your outside world is not what you want it to be, you basically have a problem to fix. Most of us weren't raised that way. We weren't, weren't raised to believe that our life can be what we want it to be. We were, believe, we were taught to believe that our life is a series of obligations. It's not the truth. The truth of the matter is that our God wanted us to be happy and joyous. And our God knows that there's work to be done in the world. Human beings have been doing work since their existence. At first, they had to build homes and grow their own food. Now we have people who, that's what they do for a living. And now there's other types of jobs. And each 30 to 50 years or so, there's another layer of another type of jobs 
that is created because humankind continues to progress. So whereas the beginning of humankind, everyone had a job to do to put a roof over a head and, and, and feed the, the people, the, that was the only jobs that existed back then. Maybe babysitting also. <laughs> um, and shamans and medicine healers. Uh, but then it began to be the things that those people needed. And the next layer of agricultural workers and workforce. And then when that began, began to be something uh, additional, it was the industrial revolution, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're in this massive, massive internet revolution. The types of jobs that a big percentage of the workforce are gaining now are jobs that didn't even exist 10 or 20 years ago. And that will continue to be the way that the, the universe goes. The jobs will continue to change and evolve as the universe continues to change and evolve. Your job as a human being on the planet, however, is to make sure that the work that you do is pleasing to you. The work that you do in the environment and the people that you work with is pleasing. And the only way you can make that match is if you know who you are at the soul level. Because then if the pleasing is just intellectual, it's not going to last. So faith is the byproduct of your soul being alive and well. Faith plus action gives you a miracle-making existence. Faith plus action is where to live and be on this planet as a human being. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And if you do not have faith, you will not have a bright and happy existence. So if you do not have the career that you want, if you are not happy on a regular basis, if you are not bringing that happiness from within, which is truly the best word there is joy, if you're not living from a spirit of joy, then you've got some work to do on your soul. And when you do that work on your soul, your life is going to change immeasurably. One of my dear clients, uh, week before last, she'd worked in a very oppressive uh, company for years. And she's hung on there for the same reasons why people hang on to jobs that are below and beneath and underappreciated, et cetera. She's a human being. <laughs> and the week before last, She's on her coaching call and she's talking about what's going on and different things and she's making some celebrations. And she says, Mo, I got my smile back. I'm going to tell you what, that woman's face, and we do video calls, so we see our, our beautiful clients, that woman's face was a drastically different face than when she first joined the workshop. When her soul was dead, she had lost faith in herself and in life. And she had one gasp of breath left to say, yes, I need some help and let's get this workshop going because this is what I need to do. 
and several weeks later, I, 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 don't, I think she actually looks 20 years younger. She was so happy to report in that she had gotten her smile back that it brought all of us on the call, coaches included, up. Inspired us all. And she looked fantastic. Now, she had done some pretty darn good work to get there. You know, back to the dental analogy. Um, once you get your teeth in shape, you get rid of the gingivitis, you get the root canals, the crowns you need, and your mouth is in shape. Daily brushing and flossing is, is pretty much you're good to go. But sometimes if you have gingivitis or you need a root canal or you need some crowns or you really need some, some deep dental work to get the mouth uh, where it needs to be, you got to do that work to get the mouth where it needs to be. If you don't do that, the gingivitis is going to take over the, the health of your mouth and brushing and flossing is just not going to be adequate. So in the coaching process, sometimes we're effectively doing a root canal. Sometimes we're effectively clearing up gingivitis, overbites, etc. There's a there's there's work to be done to clean the soul off from the dirt and grime and wear and tear that have brought it down, which is the exact reason why the faith in oneself and in life and in their creator has gotten down too. Your job as a human being, dear human, is to prioritize your soul. When you do that, you will live a more beautiful, happy, joyous life. It is a guarantee from your creator. It's not just my ideas and thoughts on it. It's a guarantee. One of my clients um, shared a Bible passage with me last week. Be as wise as a snake and as kind as a dove. Perhaps if you know the Bible, you know where that comes from. So we sorted that out a little bit, and we decided that the, the wise as a snake means that a snake continues to lose its outer layer of skin and basically reinvents itself continuously in its life. A snake doesn't lose its skin once and say, yeah, I'm done. I'm good now. The wisdom of a snake is to say this skin no longer fits. This skin is no longer going to suit me. This skin is no longer going to give me what I want in life. I know that snakes are vilified in the first part of the Bible, and perhaps that's a misunderstood passage. Perhaps the cunningness of a snake is us not listening to truth. So when we shed our skin and we grow, we are wise. If we keep our same skin and keep going on with life, we are not wise. As kind as a dove, let us fly through life, landing on perches and singing. Let us fly through life being a delight. Let us have quite a range. Let us have effortless, open wings. Let us truly fly through life. 
And you cannot soar if you don't have faith in how the universe is put together. No dove would fly without a deep knowing that they can. Wouldn't happen. So as you traverse your next week or maybe the rest of your life if you're uh, considering just going into it, that your soul needs to be taken care of each and every day. And if it's in a bad, dire place, it needs to be healed. It needs to be perhaps treated. It needs to be cared for in order to bring it back to life. My first career was as a cardiac nurse. Interesting how the metaphor just absolutely hits home today. So as a cardiac nurse, my first job, I was 21 when I graduated from college. Fresh, bright, young nurse. I took a job in the cardiac care unit at University of Pittsburgh, Presbyterian Hospital at the time. And I helped patients recover from heart attacks and open heart surgery. And University of Pittsburgh Hospital at the time was a transplant center and they were known for all the leading edge cardiac stuff. They had a couple of key doctors there doing research in uh, implantable defibrillators, stents, angioplasty, uh, and heart and lung transplants. They had a doctor there at the time, Dr. Starzl, who was known for being a transplant pioneer. And um, he eventually did the first liver transplant as well. But the heart and lung transplants were pretty doable because the vasculature going to them is, is pretty large and it's easy to get to. So we had heart and lung transplant patients sometimes. Their hearts would give out and, and become so enlarged that they could no longer beat effectively. So without a heart transplant, they really couldn't live. And sometimes the lungs would get so ravaged by disease that the air exchange wasn't possible. So people who needed lung transplants uh, couldn't take air in from the outside world and, and translate it into oxygenated air. So when we were uh, dealing with a heart, a heart and lung transplant patient, these people were very sick. And they needed medications and rest and the right machines and, and, and attendance so that they wouldn't die before they could have their transplants. It was deep care that they needed. Deep care. And those organs effectively needed to be switched out because they had gotten so damaged, usually from some type of disease. Uh, every now and then it was from a heart attack. The heart attack would damage the, the heart muscles so poorly. Um, those patients would die without new hearts and new lungs. And we kept them alive while they were waiting for that life-saving organ transplant. That was a pretty tricky business to be in, especially at 21, 22. A lot of the latest technology and medicines and some of the smartest doctors on the planet. It was a great place to be a young nurse and learn and be exposed to what that's all about. I can't help but to say that that's what I do with soul now is take a soul that's basically on its deathbed sometimes and nurture it and care for it and give it the right treatment to bring it back to life. 
We're not swapping out souls, but what we're doing is pretty much doing some deep cleaning and, and some very deep treatment sometimes. But having a woman who hasn't felt her smile in years, or a woman who has gotten fired three times in a row, finally feel her true soulful self and power back and land a job that's paying $30,000 more or the patient who, the, the patient, the client who was a patient in the hospital for mental breakdown gained her first job of a $30,000 increase and she has since gotten another job for a $50,000 increase. In two years, she has made massive improvements in who she is as a soulful being on this planet, a confident mother, a confident worker, professional. She was always that smart, always that brilliant, but didn't know how to exercise that level of herself in the world. If you want to learn a little bit more about my work, if you would like to see some of my free training, you can grab uh, that free training. I run it three times a, uh, a day. So if you can go to mofall.com slash masterclass, you can visit my webinar that I conduct, uh, the five shifts to bringing your soul to work, get a handle on some of the things I'm talking about now at a deeper level. There are literally five shifts to make to take care of this soulful, faithful problem. And if that sounds like a good idea, go ahead and do that. If you would like to just go ahead and book a call with myself or my career breakthrough strategist team, it's mofall.com slash give me clarity. I'll see you next week, next time here on Bring Your Soul to Work on Unity Radio. You can visit my website at mofall.com anytime. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.